This is the Youth Ministry Life Podcast. Thanks for listening in. We want to encourage you to head over to Facebook and join our community Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Youth Ministry Life, or you can just search Youth Ministry Life Podcast Community. Over there, we try to generate as much conversation about our episodes as possible. This is just another way that we can share ideas and encourage one another here at the Youth Ministry Life Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. We hope you enjoy today's show. Have you ever received a mail out from a church advertising a youth rally and it looks like it was put together by a blind baboon on Microsoft Paint? Have you guys ever had that happen to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just got one from uh, Richard Rossiter's church in okay. Florida actually the other day. It's <laughs> awful. Uh, yeah, you got that one too, huh? Well, um, there may be people out there listening. You may be listening and thinking, I am that blind baboon that uses Microsoft Paint to design my mail outs. Or Microsoft Word to design my mailouts, but it's okay if you use those. That's just fine. No judgment here. Or maybe you have a pastor who just assumes because you're younger than him, you automatically know how to do anything on a computer, and so now you're the church graphic design guy. Well, we have good news for you. Our talk today is all about design and why it's important. And to help us talk about this important topic, we've invited fellow youth pastor on the show today, Danny Shives. Danny, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Well, I'll I'll give a little introduction for those who don't know Danny. Uh, I'm sure he's pretty famous, so most people probably have heard of him before. Uh, He travels the world uh, doing these presentations uh, in colleges around, you know, not just the United States, but also in, uh, you know, overseas in third world countries. Um, So Danny Shives graduated from Heartland Baptist Bible College in 2011. He and his wife have three children. They serve the Lord at the First Baptist Church of Inglewood, Colorado. Uh, not the second, third, or fourth. It was the first one. And um, Silver State Baptist Youth Camp is actually a ministry out of that church. I, I'm sure that several of our listeners have, have at least heard of that camp, if not attended there. And uh, he's been the youth pastor there since 2011. So, uh, Tim, Danny, you, Tim, oh, you actually ahead. were joking that it's the first Baptist church in Englewood, Englewood, Colorado, but... I think it actually like was the first Baptist church in that area, like nineteen eleven or something. Somewhere, something. Yeah, it probably is because it's over one hundred seven years old. Nineteen eleven is when it started. Oh my so. goodness, that's before the United States became a nation. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you need history. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's homeschooled, so I learned everything I needed to know. <laughs> so, um, a lot. Becca Horton taught me everything. Um, Name dropping. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, it's named after her. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> Danny, <laughs> start to get back on the rails here. We are way <laughs> off track. <laughs> Since we're talking about graphic design, how long have you been doing graphic design work? Is this something that you that kind of grew up doing? Maybe like as a out of the womb, you know, your parents were like, "You need to learn this." Pretty and, much. And uh, they just kind of predicted the future. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm so old <clears throat> that computers used to fill up rooms. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> like all the same age. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on, they're way bigger than what we've got now. That is true. Uh, that is true. I remember I was some... thinking about it earlier. It's funny, funny story, but I remember whenever I was a gr- uh, kid, on my grandparents' computers using Word, I would design out my own business card. I had no nice. purpose. I think it was like 10 or 11 and yeah. I took their just like all their card stock. They, they got angry at me probably more that's than brilliant. I realized. Um, that's kind of, kind of where it started though. I didn't, it didn't get serious until I was a senior uh, in high school. So about 14, 15 years. So that's awesome. I remember actually making business cards when I was a teenager too. Uh, I actually made a website 
uh, also, I don't even, yeah. it was one of those free, weird, random ones, you know, yes. with yeah. all sorts you of know. sketchy ads. Yes, and in the um, animated little deals that would walk across the screen. or yeah, that was the 8-bit art. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I remember doing that, too. Good yeah, times. I just, I, I just remember, too, trying to get on the, like, Baptist Top 100 or whatever. You, you guys ever <laughs> seen that, like, on websites? I was, like, trying yeah. to figure out how to get that little, like, uh, emblem on my website without stealing it, basically. Yeah, those are the days. Those, those were the, were the days. days. Well, there's some websites that still look like that. Well, that's, that's what we're talking about today. That's so what we're talking about. about. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the importance of good design work. Why would we even put together a Youth Ministry Life podcast episode on graphic design? Why would somebody... Because our pastors want us to do this, so we better figure <laughs> that real quick. Exactly. Well, why would somebody take the time to teach themselves how to create good graphic design work? Because let's be honest, guys, we joked about it a little bit, but we've seen some doozies of some bad work. What's the importance yep. of it? Yeah. Um, you know, we live in a media-rich world, whether we like it or not. We're not here, obviously, to discuss the merits of that, <clears throat> but it's true. And graphic design is really a form of communication. Um, I think it was – I wrote it down here – Donald Norman. He's a director of design lab at University of California in San Diego. He specifically basically defined art as an act of communi- – or graphic design as an act of communication. Um, and so if we're putting out junk, we're communicating – something really about our church, whether it's true or not, we're communicating right. something about our church. And sometimes that's more perception than it is reality, because there are times whenever it is perception. But perception is everything. Um, it's kind of like McDonald's. I was using the McDonald's app the other day, pulled it up, got my McDo- got my uh, double cheeseburger, and the double cheeseburger looked nothing like it does in the app. And I knew that. I mean, that's reality. <laughs> but still, looking at the app, they make it look so awesome. And they're communicating something about their company, even though it wasn't true. And so if we're yeah. communicating junk, you know, it's not a good idea. Because it. <laughs> think about it. Okay, so if we're trying to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we're trying to share uh, God's word with the lost world around us, okay, and it's junk, it, that's not acceptable. It only makes sense then that what we put out should be the best as we possibly can put out because of what, what it is we're trying to communicate. I think that's really good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm more of a consumer, so I'm not going to be able to have a lot of input in today's subject. I think Danny and Corey are going to be the experts on the subject today for sure. Uh, so I'll just ask a lot of questions. Um, but as a consumer, I know what good quality work looks like. And I, 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 we need to be careful not to just like lump the church into like the business world. But yeah. at the same time, we are marketing something. We are yeah. advertising something like you already said, Danny. And, you know, we are through artwork, whether it's literally a roadside sign or through making a pamphlet or some sort of invitational flyer for your church's Easter program or upcoming, you know, seasonally, we're coming up to Christmas and Thanksgiving, or do you got some sort of seasonal celebration or Christmas cantata or something? If you're going to advertise that in the community, you got to do it well. And while not everyone knows what goes into making graphic artwork, um, everybody is at least, everybody's a critic. You know, not not everybody realizes how much time goes into it, but everybody knows how to pick it apart and point out its flaws. And that's why it's important to take your time, I think, personally, from a consumer standpoint. Even to be fair, too, there is a generational thing about this because I know uh, people when I've designed certain artwork and maybe even I'm thinking specifically of a time where I redesigned the bulletin. 
And I had a certain generation come up to me and they said, why did you do this? And I don't mm-hmm. know where anything is now on the bulletin. I have to, mm-hmm. it's in a new place. And what they were you looking for You should know that you don't practicality. change anything at a Baptist church, Corey. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Well, <laughs> what they, they weren't concerned at all about the, the aesthetics of it. What they wanted is big font to be able to read it mm-hmm. and clarity. They just want, that's mm-hmm. all they care about. But younger people do care. We're always told, don't judge a book by its cover. But we do. Yeah, <laughs> we do that anyway. Kind of yep. And if a book doesn't have a good cover, even graphically, I'm probably mm-hmm. not going to pick it up. Um, oh, yeah. So when it comes to what we're producing, and Danny, you hit the nail on the head. We're what we're representing is the gospel. It's the most important yeah. information on planet Earth. Why yeah. not take the time to put it in a pretty packaging as well? It's a beautiful mm-hmm. message. It should be mm-hmm. carried with a beautiful. Uh, graphic design wrapped around it too, if you will. So there's something else that goes with this too. Uh, A lot of guys need to also understand when they're producing content, when they're producing graphic design, they need to know their limits and not push themselves past the limitation of their ability. You may think it looks good, but it may not look good. And so Uh it'd be good for you to get some uh, consultation from people around you, um, a variety of different people, um, because when e- even using software, which we're going to talk about, you may be forcing yourself to use certain software that you don't have to use. And because you're forcing yourself into something that's out of your ability level, um, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to demean anybody by any means, but you could be doing yourself he's talking a about, disservice. He's talking about me, guys. He's talking about me. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to name drop, but yes, I'm talking about Tim. Yeah, Dude, we're blessed at our church. We have someone on staff, Jose Palencia, that does really great work. And uh, so I can just basically call him. And then also Christian oh, Saldana, he mostly does the video stuff, but also yeah. it's like, all right, Christian, you know, this is what I need if Jose's busy. So it's really handy. Pretty much the extent of my design work is like uh, I can make like a slide on Keynote, um, but most of it I've already ripped from someone else. So it's not even really my work, but, <laughs> but I pretend Tim, like it is. The thing is that alone, that's important. That's still design yeah. work, and there's a there's many different types of design work that needs to be done. What are just some of the yeah. things in a church? Think about it. You guys, help me out with a list here. What are some things that a, a ministry guys do, or even a youth pastor specifically does, as far as graphic design goes? My, you know, the first things that come to mind for me are going to be banners, uh, and then web design. <clears throat> I mean, there's plenty, plenty more things, but those two things are a lot of what takes place around here. And web design is the most time-consuming for me. But yeah, web design, banners. Uh, I, we're going to talk about social media, but social media is going to come up. Um, screens, screen announcements, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whether that be Keynote. motion graphics yeah. or something still, you know, that stuff. You know, where we're putting out announcements or whatever it may be. I mean, that's <laughs> that's simple stuff, but it's stuff that we're required to do. Tracks. Yeah. I know a lot of churches use pre-built tracks, but I'm somebody that doesn't like things canned very much. Me I like my own personal <laughs> stuff. Uh, and so because I have the ability, I, I did it whenever I came here to First Baptist Church of Inglewood. Not everybody has the ability to do that unless your pastor's like, hey, you're going to do this, you know. But yeah. tracks are another huge part of it, and that, that is hard. That is not an easy task. Yes, do you do you use yeah. InDesign to do that, Danny? Um, I used uh, I used I think all three of them in that project. Oh wow, that's extensive. Yeah, yeah. if you're using awesome. all three of the creative package, Adobe's creative package, Tim, what other things do you do? I mean, you said you're not a graphic design guy, but you still 
apparently so do. So for me, so. I mean, I don't do my own graphic design, but you know, whenever I do a new lesson series, I usually have like a sermon header, yeah. and uh, and we do have a subscription to some some like uh, online based, um, you know, downloadable design work, you know, just to make it honestly, because why, why recreate the wheel? If somebody's already made a really sharp looking sure. sermon title series for the book of James, why do I need to make something else different? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like for my Sunday school, I'm going through James. So my Sunday school series, the graphic I'm using is actually, it was one that somebody else had already designed, but for our Wednesday night program, uh, we're going through a series entitled warfare on spiritual warfare. And I had Jose design it for me. Basically what I do a lot of times is I'll just like get an idea in my head and I'll either send him like several pictures or I'll kind of make like a really rough draft of my own version. And then I'll send it over to Jose and I was like, can you send me, can you make something like this for me that looks good? <laughs> and uh, so then he'll just kind of like wade through it and, and make something look really sharp. And uh, he's from West Coast though. So they just do like a lot of empty space and then like a couple little things. So his work's pretty <laughs> big simple, bold fonts say. on big white spaces. <laughs> exactly. So it, but it works, you know, that's, hey, whatever's in that, honestly, I will say this. And I'm not trying to demean anyone here, but as a consumer, I feel like graphic design is in a really good place as far as like the ease goes because that simplicity of design, minimalism is so popular that you can literally make some white. And I think, and this is more theoretical, but I think that there are a lot more people out there who think they're graphic designers because of the minimalist trend that's going (laughs) on. Right. When in reality, all they're doing is dropping Helvetica font on a white background. (laughs) It's all they're it's doing. True. Yeah, it's beautiful. Truth, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess we can get right into it. Um, you know, because we we all have to do it to some degree or another. So, like again, me, I'm regularly every week I'm doing powerpoints, um, and so I'm having to update like different you know things for that. Uh, and then sometimes if you make flyers, you know, for an event like some sort of promotional material, uh, we had a youth revival and we really tried to promote that. Again, Jose designed it for us, you know, but I had to do a lot of the the layout as far as the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something I think, again, where Corey said, know your limits. You might be really good at design, but you might not yeah. be great at the content side of it or like not good at the English language. So, again, <laughs> it's really, really important to proofread and get people to look at your stuff. I want to ask this funny question before we really get into it. Have you guys ever designed something and actually had to pay money to like produce it as a banner or maybe like church merchandise, like a T-shirt or a cup or something? And you botched the you botched the design or misspelled something, and you mass produced it only to catch it afterwards. Hey, before Danny even says something, I have I have a T-shirt currently that has a Danny Shives error on it. <laughs> That's awesome. He designed. Hey. What? Jimmy Carter is the one who took all of the blame for it. That's what's so awesome. I <laughs> never took the blame. Do you know which one I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Yes, had... dude. We took heat for that. Every year it comes up. Every year. The exercise. Oh, no. What What was the actual phrase? Exercise your faith or something like that. Something like that, yeah. And exercise is exercise. There's yeah, like an exercise in there or something. <laughs> Exorcism. We're going to exercise. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I've done that. I I definitely yeah. have done that uh, repeatedly. You uh, either click print, and it's not till a hundred of them are shot out of the printer that you realize it. And I'm the type of person that throws them all away and starts over. I'll eat the cost yep. myself. I don't I don't care. Yeah. But when you order a banner, a two hundred dollar banner, and it shows up, <laughs> and it says "Welcome to Conroe Stone Baptist Church," yeah, you panic. We did that oh, yeah. for our 80th anniversary. We had we ordered some coffee cups, and uh, the problem is, literally everyone in the office looked at the proof, oh. and everyone in the office oh, let it go by, 
and when we got it, it said 80th and an anniversary. It had three ins, um, <laughs> and none of us caught it. You just, I mean, when you see an in, you know, it just kind of starts repeating itself anyway. It's just like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know? And so, oh man, that was a bummer. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun though. So we actually ended up eating the constant, or, like rush ordering a bunch of correct ones. Uh, but we actually still had some of those that we gave away and just like for fun, you know, like who wants a special edition and an anniversary, you know, cause you know, sometimes those misprints, you know, become more valuable as a collectible. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. There Still got go. an eBay for like a hundred bucks later exactly. on. So that, Dan, that shirt that you made, Danny, is probably it's a collectible oh, yeah. now because it's, it's iconic. It's yes, in, it the lore that surrounds it makes it even more <laughs> special. And whenever Brother Jimmy finally retires, it's going to become even more, you know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. By the way, this is way off topic, but if anybody has any questions about Silver State Baptist Youth Camp, Danny Shives would be the guy to ask about that, and I highly recommend Silver State Baptist Youth Camp. We mentioned that he made the T-shirt for that. Do you do all the graphic design for? For Silver State, too? Oh, yeah. Our websites, all the T-shirts for the last, like, 100 years. That's <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. No, it's awesome. I, and, and to be honest, it is it is a lot of fun. You know, all joking aside with the whole T-shirt thing, uh, Jimmy was, like, so gracious because he could have chewed my hide. Even though he was the one oh, yeah. who read it and still approved it, he could have chewed my hide and threw me under the bus. But he never did. You know, he was awesome about it, and it was it was fantastic. So I appreciate you throwing me under the bus there, Corey. You're welcome. I, any <laughs> chance I get, Danny. That's great. Yeah, We've all done it, though. I think this puts us on an even plane. It's yeah. been done. It's going to keep happening. So, yeah. all right, well, let's get into this then. So what software resources um, can you guys recommend for somebody who may not have a large budget? Because I think uh, uh, um, like Photoshop and Illustrator and all that, that's on a subscription basis primarily now yep. uh, if you're going to get the new stuff if you're going to mm-hmm. stay up to date you know especially if like you're updating your ios on your computer your operating system and you're trying to keep everything because you know what happens after a couple of years you can get away with it but then after a while everything starts to crash and not work together because you're running yep. super old software um so maybe somebody's like i can't afford this subscription-based software i don't have money like that so um i guess we can share like okay what's the best so is it really photoshop like the the best thing that you can get it really has to be photoshop or nothing else or there's some other cheaper budget items uh, out there available you know i think if we're honest this is like the greatest time to be a graphic designer or even to begin to learn because even six seven years ago we would have had a totally different conversation than we're getting ready to have because it used to only be primarily photoshop illustrator indesign anything that was a part of the adobe suite now i'm not going to knock those things um, that is what i had used for years and i'm going to explain why i've changed um but that's what i'd used for years and so we're going to start off i mean the adobe products are great if you're somebody learning and you have 10 bucks a month to give up Photoshop. You know, you could pretty much get by and do everything in Photoshop. Um, if you want more, you can get the full Adobe suite. But in my opinion, you're talking more advanced. You have to have more advanced understanding and knowledge and skill if you're going to pay the 50 bucks a month to get everything else. Um, so if you're, you know, <clears throat> pastors like, hey, okay, we want to do this right. Let's spend all the money. No, no, no. Start with Photoshop, you know, do a year where you just learn Photoshop and then upgrade later on. And maybe that's just me who thinks that way. But um, I think there's, I, there's so in that. much in that. There's I think so you much can power. overwhelm yourself, can't you, with all that's out there? I, I get overwhelmed. Photoshop I know so that. <laughs> yeah. um, so, no, Photoshop, though, I, I can't recommend it enough because it is great. I was bummed with the subscription model. At the yeah. same time, it also, though, in some ways makes it more attainable, though, by people who couldn't before. I mean, it used to cost... I think 600 bucks, I mean, oh, yeah. back in the day. So 
10 bucks a month is not that bad. And that even comes with Lightroom and a few other programs as well. Hey, so you I, have I'm, I'm, I'm sidetracking you again, but this whole episode's been just a train wreck as it is already. So um, educate me <laughs> as a consumer. Um, why would you need all the other parts of this suite? So what, is, what does everything do? Um, okay. Man, how do you answer that? <laughs> right. Tell me. Um, tell me now. Well, Photoshop is more of like it started out as a photo manipulation software, right? And yeah. then Illustrator would be more your vector yeah. art. Yeah, uh, that would be like okay. logo design, and uh, it's less Shapes. of an editing software. It's more of a creation software. Even though Photoshop yeah. can still really do a lot of the things that Illustrator yeah. can, it's it's really tough to answer Photoshop. it though, isn't it? It is. It is because there's so much. InDesign would be like your tracks or your um, trifold brochures, um, the mailers that you ha hand out. You could do all that in InDesign. So once you've again, designed you could do something, all that in Photoshop or real once you've designed something, you you could format it in InDesign. Then is what you're saying. Yes. Like, yes. Set it up. Because it's more in content, especially large blocks of text. InDesign is great the way it handles it. It's so much easier to use for that purpose. But then the rest of the Adobe Suite is going to also include things like Adobe Premiere, uh, which is video editing software um, that some would argue is better than Final Cut Pro. It just depends on what you're used to. Um, but it's incredibly powerful. You also have the ability to do motion graphics. Um, the program's not coming to my head right now. After so Effects. Adobe Suite includes, yeah, After Effects. The Adobe Suite includes all of that. So if you're if you're going to branch out just beyond graphic design as well, the Adobe Suite's got it all. Okay, yeah. but it sounds like you can. You guys already said it. You can do, especially if you're not super attuned to it all and super well trained. Photoshop is fine. You can do it all there pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and I would say even just to add to what Danny's saying, you can probably figure and this is just a, a rough guess based on what i did you can figure a good 40 to 80 hours of training before you're really comfortable mm -hmm. with the software so it's a it's an investment of training yourself too which we'll talk about that too but yeah, okay. you can keep going with your list of softwares if you want yes yeah, so now, now let's talk about cheap software what you say i don't uh, want to cheaper do software okay so for budget friendly <clears throat> um if you don't want to do the subscription model which you know be 120 bucks or 600 bucks a year um i would highly highly recommend the affinity suite uh which is actually what i went to because i was tired of paying 600 a year that was actually coming out of my own personal pocket um so switching to the affinity suite actually was awesome somebody told me about it and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could switch to that. But I tried it with Affinity Photo and Affinity Designer. I'm not missing anything, honestly. Awesome. I, I've not looked back. And I can still open up all of my Illustrator and Photoshop files. And Affinity is in the process of also pushing out a new program called Publisher. Uh, and they're $50 each program. But for $150, I have, you know, one time. I mean, that's fantastic rather than paying you know, every year. And again, the, the software is awesome. I can't recommend it enough. And there's more and more people that are starting to kind of jump the bandwagon for Adobe because of the subscription model and going to Affinity. They're probably the most viable. There's other programs out there, but yeah. I think Affinity is awesome. Um, 50 bucks. I actually, I actually use that Affinity. I have that on my computer. It, yeah. Somebody told me about it as well. It, it even has like a vector uh, setting yeah. as well, where you can switch yeah. to vector and Designer. do those kind of designs. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've Designer. heard of I've heard of Affinity, Danny. You, you actually intrigued me here. Um, I haven't heard anybody personally who's used it, but you're the first that I've talked to. What's it like the transition from Adobe over to the Affinity software? Is, is it easy to transition or? 
I found it incredibly easy. I mean, every once in a while I ran into hiccup. I'm like, ah, I don't know how to do that. And so I'd have to check the forums or I'd Google yeah, it, YouTube, YouTube whatever. Uh, and there's always, you know, people who are saying, you know, either it didn't exist yet or it was, this is how you did it. Cause affinity still fairly new. But with that said, the power of it is, I mean, it surprised me and I actually found it easier than using Adobe Illustrator for some things. Like I could do things way faster than I could in Illustrator. Um, maybe that's just me, but I really enjoy, I enjoyed using it. Um, and if I want to say there was a way to even incorporate some of it into video, I remember reading something about that, which would actually wow. be really nice for motion graphics as I do motion graphics. So uh, yeah, it is awesome. I, I did not find it a hard transition at all. And again, the ability to use even the plugins that you had plugged into Photoshop was awesome. Um, and then to still be able to open up all my PSD files and Illustrator files, that was oh, one wow. of the things That's I, huge. I need to be able to access that. And Affinity has that. And in Publisher, they're going to have it set up in the future where it'll open up InDesign files. Oh, wow. So. You know, it's almost a no-brainer at that cost, but awesome. that's me, and I'm just throwing that out there for cost because it's only fifty bucks, um, you know, for each program. So, hundred fifty bucks, can't complain about that. It's <clears throat> awesome. And then you also have free software too. I'll, I'll mention. I do. do you have those? I do. Unless, go ahead. You go ahead with yeah. the free. If well, you I was just going to mention GIMP. That's one we've talked about on our our podcast before. It's completely free. It's like your closest to Photoshop. It's a little buggy still here and there. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have Inkscape for vector mm -hmm. art. And I've heard that that's actually really a powerful uh, free software as well. Now, anytime you get something free, you got to understand you're probably going to be having some hiccups along the way and, oh. and glitches. But you, you do get what you pay for. But if, if you're wanting a no, um, no threat to your your wallet while you train on layer-based photo manipulation software or vector editing software, those would be the great um, softwares to kind of get your hands into and, and be able to learn the ropes of graphic design, basic, basic graphic design. Yeah. Yeah. I want to kind of throw an honorable mention out there too for <clears throat> pages in keynote. I know that they're, both just regular publishing software for those of you who are Windows users. Um, it's going to be the Word and PowerPoint equivalents for Apple. But if you have an Apple computer, Pages and Keynote actually are surprisingly powerful when it comes to being able to create stuff. Again, it's <clears throat> we're not talking Photoshop level type stuff, but you have the ability to still produce fairly decent graphics that that are better than subpar. You know, if you know what you're doing, know what you're trying to accomplish, maybe you have a goal or, or something inspirational in front of you that you're trying to design or copy, whatever it may be. Um, they, they kind of get honorable mention. Word can do it. I'm not a huge fan of it. PowerPoint, again, the same thing. It can do it. I'm not going to say I'm excited about either one of them for that purpose. But again, they're very capable as well. Matter of fact, they've come a long ways from where they used to be. So just as an honorable mention that most people probably already have access to, PowerPoint, um, Word, Keynote and Pages. Keynote and Pages being the main ones there, especially if you have Apple products. So. That's awesome. Well, let's switch over now to, we've talked about software, now let's talk about other resources, specifically training <coughs> resources that can be recommended for someone who wants to teach themselves better graphic design. I'll go ahead and start with uh, two that I have used. These are the only two that I've used personally. I know of many more out there, and I'm sure probably Danny has some more, but lynda.com is yeah. my go-to, and if you have a library card, if you go to your local library and you get a membership to your library, 
uh, 99% of those will get you free access to lynda.com instead of having to pay the $35 per month. So you get free training and it is high quality training. And then I always go to YouTube tutorials if I'm involved in a certain software and I have something that I want to do and I don't know how to do it. Danny mentioned it as well. I go to YouTube and just type in, you know, the other day I completely forgot my, my brain just stopped working for a second. I completely forgot how to type font on a circle. And like I, this is something I've done a hundred times, but I completely forgot where it was. <laughs> and so I went to YouTube and I was like, oh, duh. And one click is all it took. <laughs> I couldn't find it. I just couldn't find it anywhere. But YouTube, man, you could YouTube. learn how to give your heart a cat transplant. It's awesome. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's awesome. Wait, is that real? I have no clue, but I'm going to find out later on. Probably, probably is. I've learned <laughs> everything about is. life there. It's yeah. The poor cat. <laughs> I say, hey, forget that. It's a cat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't want to offend anybody, though. <laughs> I do. <laughs> we hate cats around here. Yes. Oh, man. Um, no, I have, definitely YouTube, lynda.com. I totally agree. Those are actually two that I had on my list. Um, there are other trading sites, too. Udemy.com. Actually, I have no clue if that's how it's pronounced. U-D-E-M-Y.com. Also, Allison Online. Um, those are both kind of uh, more course type setup, and if I understand it correctly, they are on the. There's a free side of them. Um, they're pretty invaluable when it comes to courses on graphic design, and then there's blogs. You cannot spend enough time, or too much time on blogs because there is so much invaluable resources uh, on a bunch of different blogs. Um, one that comes to mind is Viral, V E E R L E. Um, it's pretty powerful. She's got a bunch of really good stuff on there. Smashing Magazine, CreativeBlock.com. Um, those are just to name a few. Creative have, Block with a Q. As uh, block, yeah. B-L-O-Q. Yeah, B-L-O-Q. Uh, just a ton of resources uh, and valuable. I do want to throw this out, though. <clears throat> if you're going to be out there looking through some of this stuff, do understand that you are going to every once in a while run into stuff that's junk, Yes. Um, just because it is still the graphic design world, there's not a lot of Christian graphic design um, training sites like these. Yeah. And so you'll have every once in a while run into stuff. You're like, oh, man. So just as a heads up, as a warning, so you're like, oh, Brother Danny, he's a re- retard. You know, he <laughs> recommended this. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't. Are you talking so- about like something you have to like erase your web browser history? Or um, are you talking no, like, just, oh. Um, yeah. Well, there was one, just for instance, uh, I on lynda.com, there was one that they were designing for a, uh, it was a store, like a department store ad, and they were putting it together, and there was there was some inappropriate photos that they were using for yeah. that. That kind of stuff yeah. can be, so just careful. Just don't do it with your wife around then, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, another one, Danny, that just popped up on the radar recently, I saw Actually, it was an ad on YouTube, and I guess ads on YouTube work. But Skillshare.com is a new one on the yeah. scene, and yeah. I've heard that that's a really, really good one, and they, they've really built it up well before they've released it, and that's one a lot of people are talking about. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've not used it. I'll have to check it out myself. Tim, do you have anything to add to those? <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys. I just text my friends. hey one other thing that it's kind of outside the box too um would be if you want to access stock photography which you probably will at some point if you're doing any sort of design but Mm -hmm. unsplash.com 
uh, free oh, yeah. photos and pexels.com are the two that yeah. I use. I know there are other ones out there, uh, but those seem to be the safe ones. Um, there are a couple photos on there that um, you may, you know, want to stay away from, obviously. But yeah, every stock site's got it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's the internet, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, we yeah, like I said, we use um, we do have some subscription based stuff that just we are able to pull design off of, and I know that's not what this is about, but like we use Igniter Media. I don't know if you guys have mm-hmm. used that before. Mm-hmm. So they've got some pretty nice stuff, and at least, and I will say this too, at least it's kind of fun, and I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. You know, you can just get some ideas, you know, like, oh, I like this, and then I like this, and that's what I usually do is I just get a bunch of different things, and I send it over to Jose, and I'm like, can we put this together and make this mm-hmm. Frankenstein into something, some semblance yeah. of something decent, so I think it's good. <clears throat> so are we good on the 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 training resources do we need to move on or is there anything else we need to you know maybe just just go back to college is that what you guys are saying would that be better (laughs) i I would i would discourage going back to to college before you if you're going to do this as a on the side thing don't don't go spend money on a degree unless you're going to make a career out of it of course but Uh there's plenty of resources there are plenty of resources online where you can learn very detailed how everything that you can do on Photoshop, like Illustrator, it. InDesign, the Affinity yeah. series, all those. Uh, the our, our... designers, the only reason why I get one of those is just to get hired by graphic design firms. That's the only reason why you'd get those yeah. because you could learn everything you need to know uh, through all these resources. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I would say too, I, I've seen a lot of young, like a lot of men in ministry, they make this a side hustle. And by that, I mean like, you know, a lot of times in ministry, it's, you know, it's not going to always pay the bills if we're just really honest and candid here. Um, ministry isn't like the most lucrative job in the world I've learned. Um, no. And so, you know, it's it's wise to have something that you can do in your spare time on the side. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, again, you've got to be good at it. I've definitely seen people who think they're good at it and think that they can open a business doing this. Um, but just don't waste other people's time, please. Just, you know, if, if you are genuinely gifted, then this is a great opportunity to make a little extra cash for your family. So, yeah. And it's a help to those ministries that you're helping out because there's a lot of ministries that they may not have any capability whatsoever, even beginning to start down that road. And so if we could be a help to them, you know, it can be, yeah. Because I mean, what would a professional, I I know Corey, you've discussed these rates before and Danny, I'm sure you know as well, like a professional designer, if you were to bring him in and say, I want to rebrand my church, this is our church name. We want an updated logo and everything. Like what would the cost be to rebrand? It's so, it's varied so much from designer to designer, but do you have an estimate? Man, I, I, it's been so long since I've even seen numbers. I couldn't even begin to tell you. I'm afraid of what it'd actually be. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say but, it probably wouldn't be anything under five grand. That's what I'm saying. Like the the expense, especially if you're going to do a website and everything, like is just so insane mm-hmm. because it is. It's it, and that's why some people kind of shy away from because they're like, why in the world would I pay this much for you to? Make, color me a picture uh, i mean it's like but there's so say. much it's so labor intensive it's yes. so labor intensive that people don't realize mm-hmm. that um but yep. you're right danny i think you can really be a, a big help to people um by offering those services at a greatly reduced price it's really awesome yes, yes. So, all right well let's let's talk a little bit then about the importance of staying up to date on design because i think that's something that we've definitely seen is with the with the changes in technology and just the way fashion and art and just things change so quickly. Like what is alluring and eye catching now is not going to be quite as eye catching 
literally next month. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you guys say? Like, you know, cause it's really easy to get in a, in a rut. So what, you know, what do you guys do to kind of try to stay fresh and to make sure that you're not, um, getting stuck on, uh, cause I know, I don't know a lot about this again, but I know with fonts, I know some, there's some fonts that like designers hate those fonts mm-hmm. because it's just anybody can use and I was just about to say that one. Yes. Right. <laughs> Papyrus, I hate that one. Yeah, <laughs> Times New Roman, Comic Sans, <laughs> exactly. Comic but, but even there are some like like um, I remember a few years ago, like Lobster was a really cool, popular one. I, I think that's a, that's a font name, correct? Yeah. Uh, but then now, like everybody started using it, and so just kind of <laughs> yeah. lost its. You know, it's not special. Overused. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Overused. Things we, like that happens a lot. Start this off. We have to start this off. Okay. If Comic Sans is on your computer then you right now need to go into your font book or wherever it is and you need to delete it from the computer and never look at it again papyrus the same thing go in delete it from your computer never look at it again because they are two of the most overused and improperly used fonts in the world mm-hmm. i don't mind i know helvetica helvetica is like one of the most used but it's an easy i don't know it, it still works yeah it's a minimalist sense. enough to still work Yes, yes. Comic Sans, you know, there's no reason for that one to even exist. Yes. Um, and the Papyrus is just, I don't even know how to describe how much I hate it. Well, no Papyrus, the, skins, you know. <laughs> it's little known fact that the Gates of Hell is actually, it's over, it's in Papyrus font. It has to Welcome to, to yeah. Hell, and it's in Papyrus font. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. It's We've true. It's little known fact. Corey's visited. He's a frequent guest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's awesome well how do you stay i mean because it seems like it'd be nearly impossible to stay up to date i mean like how do you guys know like i mean what do you guys reference and what do you guys do to try to keep things uh, up to date there for me i have to say this i save reference i pay attention to everything that comes across my desk um and it may seem like it's extreme but sometimes we'll get conference pamphlets or whatever i save that even if it looks old there's some things that are still okay to go back or use especially if there's timeless elements in it um you know you get postcards you get coming across you even get other churches tracks or uh, invitations there's a thousand different types of youth conferences that are hosted here in colorado because we have boulder and even denver they're huge cities or huge you know influence wise and so we get a lot of the big youth stuff coming in and i save that stuff i don't use every bit of it by any means, but I save that stuff and I reference that stuff. Pinterest, uh, I should not admit sure. this. I know as a guy, it may seem like it's very unmasculine. It does. Um, yeah, it does. I will admit, but <laughs> I love Pinterest for saving or even finding this stuff because then you can go back and reference it. If I find it online, um, you know, I'm just always keeping graphic design in front of me. So it's not just my stuff because if it's always my stuff or maybe like somebody else's stuff that I like, the same two people. I'm never going to grow. It has to be kind of referencing from across a multitude of different resources that I'm constantly saving, paying attention to, just just to make sure that I have it there in front of me, keeping my eyes on just good stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way in that whenever I see something that's designed well and I say, wow, that's sharp, I take out my phone, I take a picture of it, I save it to Evernote, Mm -hmm. and I'll reference it in the future, whenever I sit down to design something like recently, I, uh, about two months ago, I saw something designed and I thought, man, that's a really cool logo. That's a really cool design. I took a picture of it, kind of forgot about it. And then I was commissioned to do a, um, graphic design set, posters, flyers, logo, uh, t-shirts, everything banner for a 5k run coming up. And I pulled out that logo and I was like, you know, 
I'm going to copy this. Not not yeah. identically, but yeah. that sharp uh, oh, setup, I, I recreated it because it worked and it did its job. Yeah. And yeah. and so that, and uh, Danny, you're going to have to send us your man card because you mentioned Pinterest. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you, you made a good point. Uh, online is, is one of the best places to find um, the your inspiration. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Can um, I ask you guys a, a crazy question? What church websites do you guys look at whenever you're trying to update your church website? Ooh. You, I, I, know, I know people do it. Websites. Oh, do you? Do you yes. really? Yes. I, I, like, it I is discouraging most of the time, yeah, let's be honest. Not, it's discouraging for me because I'm like, seriously, if this is what everybody else is doing, um, I can't copy that. <laughs> uh, no, there's, uh, for me, I just reference a lot of websites, get a lot of good ideas from several different websites, pull elements that I like, colors I like, which I already kind of knew which direction I was going with our colors because it ties in with our auditorium colors. Smart. Yeah. Um, but uh, I there are good church. I'm not saying that there are not good church websites. There are fantastic websites out there, but then there are many out there that just drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I find it easier just to kind of reference <laughs> other websites that are not church oriented. No, that's smart. No, that's good. That's that's actually perfect. That's that's the answer I was looking for. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. Uh, I don't do our church website. There's a man in our church who does it, and uh, we're getting ready to redesign our church website. So at that point, I will be addressing that. <laughs> nice. That's good. That's really good. Okay. And so you guys get your inspiration then from just any and every resource. You just really use, like you said, Danny, just really keep that on your mind. Are, are there websites maybe? Like I know, I thought you've mentioned a website before, Corey, that, that actually has like kind of free design or, or like just people just kind of share things that they've done so yeah. that from that you can kind of get some inspiration. Are there, are there sources like that? Yes. I had, um, I, I'm not sure it's even still like, um, active in, in so much that people contribute to it, but it used to be really active. It was on, um, I can't remember the website now. I think Flickr. Does that sound right? It's an older website. That's a photo sharing site. Yeah. It was on there and people, it was called church marketing lab was the, was the community in that. And people would post their church marketing uh, anything church graphic wise and people could critique it and say, here's what you could do better. Here's they would critique it. And it was, it was an excellent place for getting inspiration and also okay. seeing what other designers had to contribute as far as critique goes. So I thought that that was a really valuable, <clears throat> really ba- valuable resource in in that way. Uh, and I'll even say this, if you want to get on our youth ministry life podcast community and you want to post things on there and you want help with critiquing it um we'd love to open that up to you and i'm an excellent critic <laughs> i do very few things better than insulting other people that's right so Nate lion that. on that yeah i even I, I posted this question on facebook earlier and i'm, I'm looking for there was some, there were some responses to it but i just can't find just can't find it right now, but there were some not good at the listed internet. on there. You can, <laughs> you can go. Facebook just updated their community or their group uh, setup on their app, and it's difficult to find things on there right now. But yeah, it's true. I'm really bad at internet things. Um, so last question. Um, and speaking of being bad at the internet, <laughs> 
There are so many creative ways to implement graphic design. One of the most powerful ways is through social media. And we know that social media is a powerful tool for people to be able to stay connected with your church. What are some ways that we can bolster that avenue to get the biggest impact possible from social media design? And I know, Danny, you said that your church doesn't necessarily use social media uh, as a uh, massive uh, avenue for outreach or things like that. But I know that you mentioned your youth. In your youth, you've done some things with that. So you have some influences. Yeah, just for the uh, – so I'm in charge of the Silver State Baptist Youth Fellowship, which is our youth rallies in Colorado. Uh, I put out our mailers, but I also have an Instagram and a Facebook account that I use and update those with information about our youth rallies. And at first that started more just so that the youth pastors and pastors would have access to that information. But Instagram is so huge, and I'm being followed even by kids in the in, all over the state just following me personally. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know why I don't, we don't just open this up to the Silver State Youth Fellowship. So I uh, put a count up there, and I, I've just – even if it's just dates, it's dates of the next youth rally, you know, Bible quiz information, all that kind of stuff, just so that they have easy access to that. Um, and, and so, again, that's more an audience that's already kind of captive to some extent. We're not trying to reach anybody new that way. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of the extent of my use at this point um, within the church. That's awesome. Um, I have a couple things that were great uh, ideas that I have not yet implemented. I I did once, and it it got really good results, and I'm going to do it again. But I took a photo of our pastor while he was preaching, and I took one of his quotes from that sermon, and I kind of made an opaque overlay over the photo and and dropped the quote right over top of it. And I used that— Papyrus font. In papyrus (laughs) font, no kill me dead <laughs> but i posted it over there i posted it on facebook and i shared it i boosted it locally and it had some good it had some good um traffic to it and when people see that they see a small it's called micro content for people who mm-hmm. are in social media uh, people make careers out of this of just social media graphic design but it's huge it when people see that, what they're seeing is a snippet of what your church is like and what the exactly. preaching is like there. And if yeah. it's a substantial enough quote for it to connect with people, they're more willing to step into your doorway. And another mm-hmm. one that's a little bit more detailed, but another micro content would be taking a video clip of that quote and playing it and making graphic at the beginning of it and maybe a graphic down at the bottom of it to say this is our pastor or put his name there or whatever it is and then a message at the very end of it with some moving graphics to invite people to your church these go way farther and they're so much more powerful than even and i'm not negating door knocking but the statistics show that Mm -hmm. people will go to your website and your social media account Mm -hmm. way before they'll you know just randomly show up at your at your door. They need well, to go I know check for, out what you're like. For anything, anything I'm going to do, any activity, any restaurant, literally anything I'm going to check out, I always look online now because you can find reviews, oh, you can find pictures, uh, you can see what this place is all about. And the same thing mm-hmm. applies to a church. What are people going to do when they – we have this all the time. 
people come to Ponca City, Oklahoma. We, we're an oil field town, so we have a very transient community. A lot of people coming and going because of the industry. And so people all the time come in and say, yeah, I found your church on, you know, I just Googled it. And you're one of the first churches that popped up, you know, and there's something to that. Like yeah. it's, it, yeah. again, you don't want to be messed up about it, but like you, you need to market your church. You need to advertise properly. And that's where graphic yes. design comes in. I'm mm-hmm. parroting something I've heard because I, I don't do this necessarily, but our church is a Facebook town. I mean, our, our community, excuse me, our community is a Facebook town. So we promote our church on Facebook a lot. And, um, so we put, um, we, anytime we have like a big community event, public outreach, uh, we'll promote it. We'll do a paid advertisement. Have you guys ever done that on Facebook? Like a yes. paid mm-hmm. advertisement? Those work like legitimately those work. Yeah. And then we also learned, uh, cause Jose and, 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 um, Christian will do a lot of research on, on this stuff. They're really good at it. And they, they realized that videos actually grab people's attention more mm-hmm. makes sense as you're because you're, you're scrolling through facebook there's so much content yep. you see so much as soon as you see something moving a video even like you're talking about Corey, just doing some sort of motion graphic over a picture of your pastor uh, it gets people's attention they're going to yep. linger there for even just a few more seconds uh and they're going to see what's going on and it's going to catch their eye a little bit more and that's when they're going to be more prone to click on a link and so we'll do that we ha- we've had pastor waterloo we've done something as simple as ha- do a recording of him advertising something uh, talking about it and then having a link to our website that that they can where they can register uh, or something. We did that for a uh, we did a community outreach uh, surround uh, around the idea of uh, a marriage conference. Basically, it was a two day. Or no, I think it was, I think we ended up doing like a one night thing with like two or three sessions and a meal. And we opened it up to our community, and we advertised it on Facebook. And we had a ton of guests, a ton of guests for our community because of that basically commercial that we made. Um, and it worked really well. It was shocking. Um, and had how well that worked. Facebook actually put out a stat recently, and I, I heard another gr- person talking about this in a seminar that we went to, talking about social media and use of your church. They said Facebook put out there there's people are sixty percent more likely to engage with a video advertisement than they are a still picture or a, and then sure. even less when it's just words, when it's mm-hmm. just um, a word post. And there's also, and just to be clear, when we're talking about Facebook, there's a marked difference between boosted posts and advertisements. And mm-hmm. advertisements yep. are going to go a long way, a much longer way than boosted posts will. I don't know how it works. I think Facebook owns the world. I think <laughs> Facebook is behind a lot of conspiracy theories that are actually true and not conspiracies. We paid to advertise this marriage conference outreach and i literally saw this with my own eyes and we had church members reporting this they were watching youtube videos and the facebook post video of pastor waterloo was popping up on the youtube advertisement you know how like youtube has commercials basically before their videos so we just paid through facebook and it was hitting other platforms it was unreal so i don't know i don't know what facebook does i think they own a lot more (laughs) They own everything. That's they nuts. own our nation. They own your souls. Um, <laughs> that actually might be true. Uh, but no, really for real, cool, that was – no, it was crazy. I don't know how it works, but man, it was freaky cool stuff. So Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So get it out there, man. That's really awesome. Yeah, we could talk about Instagram. We could talk about Twitter. We could talk about Facebook. Yep. Regardless of what you do, if you're going to choose to use social media to – try to reach your community and even in youth ministry if you're connecting with your teenagers through Instagram is the most likely one with teenagers 
um, then mm-hmm. I would challenge you make things make, do it well and make mm-hmm. it yeah. sharp. Speaking of making things sharp and doing things well, again, as a consumer, I have noticed churches are really bad about this, and I'd like you guys to speak to this subject a little bit. What do you guys think about consistency and branding, like with your church logo and just with, like, you know, keeping things uniform? I think that's important as far as, like, excellence goes. So I'm all for that one. Um, (laughs) It's probably one of the hardest things to do. It's like the most time consuming because you have to think ahead while you're designing what it is you're doing, colors, the fonts you're going to be using all across all the different platforms you're going to be using, whether even if it's so if you're going to include social media into that and what that's going to look like. Um, And the, the way to learn how to do that, too, is to do case studies um, from other brands and you don't have to go and do those case studies yourself. You can access case studies like that where they go through and they talk about all the different ways that a certain brand and, uh, the way it looks, the fonts that they use, the colors that they use, even to the point where the stock photography that that they use, or even the pictures that are taken of the company or of customers or whatever, what the, the way that they look, that seems extreme, but what that, the message that that sends is that there's forethought involved in what you're doing. This isn't just a church that's just That's pulling, good. you know, the rip cord and just putting whatever they can that looks good out there. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of churches, a lot of things that, that are like that. It's hard to do that, especially if you're just a one man show, um, you know, just trying to do certain things. If you're even trying to manage multiple things, you know, a church and then your youth group is a little bit different, you know, with some of the stuff you're doing. But I highly recommend it because it sends a message. Um you know, to those who receive the information, like they get your track when they come in and it looks similar to your bulletin, maybe, maybe not identical, but similar, even the bulletins you've got. And even if the colors, like for me, I love the colors of auditorium. They're uh, more um, conservative, but the colors, you know, basically everything we have all kind of blends together. So when they come in, it's kind of the same consistent feel uh, all across everything that we have. Now there's still some things that are going to be different. Um, but I, I think it's a great, a great thing to do. Again, it's not easy though. So <laughs> don't go out there. I think there's going to be guys that be like, Oh, I need to do this. And then they're going to spend like the next year just trying to get two projects done to unify because they're still trying to learn graphic design, learn how to do some of that first and have somebody else help you if you want to unify the identity that way. But um, do it if you can, because I think it is helpful and it just looks good. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. I think that my heart happy. What we do (laughs) is I, whenever I'm putting together like the church theme or even our youth theme for the year, I put together a color code palette and I use only that color code palette for anything. Let's say for the church theme, anything related to the church theme. So bulletins, connection cards, Um, I haven't done that with connection cards yet, but I'm planning on doing that for 2019. Um, and then like our sermon slides, our theme banners, all that going to be the same color codes and the same Mm -hmm. two font families. So I'm going to use two fonts that are going, going to work well together. And that's another thing you need to learn what fonts go together. And it may, we talked about this in our last episode, brother Mark Monte was talking about how as ministry guys, they'll work on putting together fonts for like 20 minutes, trying this font and this font and this font. Well, that's what it takes. Just keep putting it out there till it, till it works. But I put together two font families and we use that for all of that media within that like church theme. And then our youth theme is a certain color palette. And I use certain fonts for that. The teenagers, if you were to ask them and the church members, if you were to ask them, do you notice that I do that? They probably wouldn't say that they notice it unless they're, 
graphically minded or they're even just younger, but they would notice if it wasn't. It, oh, would, yeah. it would. People rarely notice noticeable. if it's done well, but they always notice if it's done poorly. So exactly, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and they, mm. People well, are professional think... critics, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at it, man. I'm good at it. I think that's the beauty of if you look at certain very identifiable companies like even just chick-fil-a all across everything that they do it's always consistent just their design alone mm -hmm. whenever a commercial pops up you know right away what you're looking at and it, it automatically connects your mind and so if you have that going on and you're constantly reaching out to your community they may pull up facebook and they've already got a track like they don't even have to look at the ad they already know right away, oh, that's from such and such a church. Mm -hmm. And that may not always be the case, but the way that that connects and the way that, that that looks, I think the consistency there is important because inconsistency, I think, uh, you don't have to be OCD, but inconsistency drives people crazy. It drives me crazy. No, it's, well, and it's true. Just, Go ahead. Just think about, again, from a consumer standpoint, you know, whenever somebody really promotes their business well, you know, and you're like, I need to go get some lumber, you know, you're probably going to be drawn to the lumber yard that promotes itself the best that you see banners and advertisements and commercials mm -hmm. for with your church. I know we're the house of God and, and we're going to let the Holy Spirit work. But at the same time, we need to let people know we're here. We need to let people know about our ministry and what we do. And so if you're good enough at consistently marketing your ministry and getting that that consistent brand out there where like you're saying Daniel, like if it's a consistent logo and color scheme where people recognize it you know and they get attracted on the door from that church and they see a flyer and they see a facebook ad or an instagram ad and they see whatever you do what's the whenever they hit hard times whenever they need something whenever they reach a spiritual crisis what do you think the first church what what church do you think they're going to think of first you know it's it's going to be that church that gets their name out there mm -hmm. and uh you might not be the best at it depending on what community you're in but you need to be among the best uh yeah. as far as being able to get your name in the community it's true continuity is important but don't look to yeah. us for the example because we just changed our logo <laughs> yeah, and Corey's terrible at continuity. Uh, literally, our, our notes is the old logo, and then I think our web – is our website updated yet, Corey? Have you done that? Not yet. Working on this it. This was nice. Corey does all that stuff. I just sit here and take the credit, so it's beautiful. <laughs> hey, can I just take a real quick moment too on typography? We were talking about fonts. In my opinion, graphic design, typography is probably one of the most important elements. You could have all the pictures wrong. You could even just have white space, yep. but if you have sweet typography – you're going to grab attention. I'm not saying that colors and pictures and all this stuff don't matter, but study topography. That may seem advanced, but it's not. There are websites out there that go through that, that talk you through that, even good fonts, bad fonts, uh, what to use, how to use it, how many fonts are good. Uh, you know, If you're using five fonts in a page, let me just go ahead and tell you that. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop using bold italics and underline. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, stop using Times New Roman. Times New Roman's great in a term paper, but it's terrible on your track. Yeah. Um, you know, just there's there's ways to find that information. Go out, just saturate your mind with that whenever you're getting into graphic design, because topography, in my opinion, it's one of the most important aspects. That and color theory are two very important things, because there is psychology that goes in color theory as well. I'm not saying you have to have a degree on it, but it helps to know that information. No, those, really those two things I would say are the most important as far as the aesthetics of design, the color yeah, matters and the type. Yeah, and what would you say is a good resource for uh, type finding good fonts? Here, here's finding what I do. Fonts? Here's what I do. I type yeah, in font. top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I type in top fonts 2018, top fonts yeah. 2017, whatever it was, and it, there are websites that rank oh, the best. You forgot fonts. something. Top fonts free. Oh yeah, free. Make sure you include that. You Make sure include, you include that. that in your Google search. I will I never bucks. pay for no. a font. I just can't bring myself to do it. There's always a ripoff somewhere. I'll manipulate a free font if, before I. <laughs> No, I'll create, I at, create outlines I on it. I've well, paid for a couple, but not many. So yeah, if I'm doing a project for somebody, I'll pay for one. If that's specifically the font. That yeah, if it's someone else's money, duh. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's free to me. This is great. This is great. That's oh, true. And like then, and one more resource about the palette, color palette choosing. I'll I have a website that I go to. I think it's called Palette. Dot com. I think you you may need to just Google search it, but if you type that in, that could also lead you to a place that gives yeah, you a bunch of used actually lumber, just Google so. it. <laughs> yeah, it it <laughs> but type in palette um, palette searcher or palette creator, and you can find a three color palette, and it'll automatically show you colors that go well with it. And yep. pastels are really popular right now. Um, those types of colors, oh, are, yeah. but those are always changing too. And be seasonal with it too. One. Somewhere I saved one. Man, I'm looking right now. I can't find it. Um, but there is a website that even just goes through with pictures. Like they take a picture and they pull several different colors. It's usually five colors as part of the palette. Um, it's really invaluable too. I wish I could remember the name of it. But if you Google uh, Google any of the palette type stuff, you're going to come up across a ton of resources that are invaluable, just showing you good colors that work well together. If you're just not inclined that way, some people are awesome with colors. Other people are terrible with colors. Um, you know, but so if you're one of those people that's terrible with colors, suck up your pride, realize it and go, you know, check out these sources. So the, the one that I, I was looking up, it wasn't actually close to that, but it's called, uh, coolors, dot co it's c o o l o r s dot c o and they'll Coolers. give you up to a five is that a russian website <laughs> yeah <laughs> coolers coolers dot com. coolers here go to here we take all of your identity sell it on black market <laughs> <laughs> all right well is that about wrap it up what guys? i do for my color palette i just i just whatever picture i'm using in the background i just i just use that little the little uh, magnifying glass tool you know eyedropper yeah, or whatever just dropper. click on it I just take random colors from it, you know, just weave it it's in there. It's actually a great idea. Yeah, I was about to say it's that. A, it's actually not... Now, I, I've, I do that with our team calendars. I do like, basically now I do like a, a, a nice image, like a seasonal image. Okay, so like right now for our fall-ish one, you know, it's kind of like fall colors and everything. Uh, that's the main image in the background. And then I have like three large, because I do it quarterly, so I have three large rectangles for each month. And the rectangles are all different colors based off of the image in the background. So, yeah. and it helps. It keeps it not ridiculous looking, at least. Oh, that's awesome. It's a great idea. I'm just glad I could offer my expertise, guys. That's what yeah, I'm here hey, for. I'll be that's here all day. Here for. Yeah, well, <laughs> save the best for last, they say. <laughs> well, guys, we're about ready to land the plane here. Yeah, we are, man. Thanks, Danny. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, I appreciate thanks so you. much for coming hey, on. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate the work you guys do. Appreciate it. Appreciate your ministry as well. And also, just to our listeners, uh, if you want to find out more about Silver State Baptist Youth Camp, that's... Uh, he's your resource uh, to be able to find out more about that. And thank you all for listening. You can check out other episodes over at theyouthministrylife.com, the website that I'm currently working on updating. We would love to hear from you. So fill out that contact form on the website. You can also subscribe to the Youth Ministry Life podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. And while you're there, 
give us a give us a good review, man. Hit it, you know, hit up a couple stars. Actually, do more a than couple? a couple stars for five stars. Wow. Um, I, I think we have a couple one stars, you know, which is understandable. It's practically <laughs> the one star is probably for your wives, honest or wives. A little frustrated. <laughs> Thanks a lot, mom. Uh, yeah, yeah. What it was was an accident. They're trying to hit five, and they accidentally hit just one, and it's like submitted it is over, you know. So if you can help us course correct that one one star that we have, that would be awesome. <laughs> Do we really have one star? I don't. I think so. It's probably check. it's probably the other youth ministry podcast trying to compete. That's what it is. Haters gonna hate. What <laughs> yeah. to shut them down? It's over it. <laughs> yeah, over there at the Simply Youth Ministry. Those guys. Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, may God bless you and your youth ministry. <laughs>